0: hallelujah we don't want to say we want to go back indeed it is true may god help all of us so that when we go and we meet him we say we want to go back at this time i want to invite our senior pastor our senior reverend you know he came all the way from Philadelphia also to be with us, to strengthen us, the churches here, and to also be with us as our senior shepherd. So at this time, um, let's welcome Reverend Justice Hagan. Thank, Thank you. Shall we bow our heads for a word of prayer? heavenly father we want to thank you this morning we thank you for the life of nana Ajua. thank you for such a life that you have blessed us with pray the lord this short time that we are here to exalt and share your word i pray that your word, say the entrance of your word bring a light be light from your word come and comfort us and encourage us and strengthen us in jesus mighty name i pray with thanksgiving amen please be seated amen well I did not have not had the opportunity to meet Nana Ajua in person but the little that I've come to know the pictures I've seen and as I listen to the tributes I'm really touched you know by the works that God has used her to do you know, our uh, life, the Bible says that our life is like a leaf. Our life is like a grass. It appeared for a moment and it passed away. Amen. The Bible says that a man's life, you know, is so subtle and it appears like a vapor and it disappears. But the good thing is that. I mean when i heard that nana Ajua helped start a church i was really touched mama lorita you are blessed to have a daughter a child to help start a church a church a church it will always be remembered in heaven amen regardless of everything he helps start a church he helps start a church Many people don't understand even what a church means. see, as my brother, Reverend George, was just sharing tears as a pastor, I have not met her, but I was sharing tears with her, with him, because it's painful. The work that we do is to separate souls. We take care of souls. Somebody's child, she just fall in love with and just try to lead the child and separate the child and guide a child and be with a child it's a great thing many people don't know what a pastor does or what serving god means but serving god is the greatest thing see a pastor has become like a father to the nanajwa crying sharing tears all i said is my brother you did what you could do you did your best you had a chance to talk to her to show her the way you did all that you could, but Anadja has done his best her best. Now she is with the Lord. It is led with us. Mama Loretta, you are blessed. It's a blessing to have a child come into the world that can even affect life. As she joined the church, I understand she helped even teach the children how to dance for God. It's not only dancing in club that matters, or dancing in funerals that matters, or dancing in parties that matters, but dancing for God. Is also important, amen. amen. As we come to church, we've come to serve God. But the Bible says in Job chapter 14, verse 5: the word of God says, Seeing his days are determined, and the number of his months are with thee. Thou hast appointed his bounds that he cannot pass. See, our sister's days has been determined long time ago. God knew that I will give Nanajah 26 years in life. But we thank God for the life that God has spent with us. We cannot, I mean, extend it anyhow. That's why we can't even explain what happened, how. What did it happen? When your time is up, God has already set the days that you cannot pass. Only God understands, and only eternity understands. You know, but the good thing is that she is with the lord amen are you with me do you understand what i'm saying with you to serve god and to die in the lord is a beautiful thing and she is with the lord by the grace of god amen but those of us that are gathered here as you have gathered here we have come with different ideas and different visions and different reasons why we came but i came to talk to you about a few things about them. As for Nanajua, she has done her best. It is left to me and you. Once we are here in this body, the Bible says to be present in this body, to be absent from the body, is to be present with the Lord. So when you see us standing here, we are absent from God. But when we are not here in this body, as I was talking to Mama Lorita, I said, that is not a Najua That is not an Anajwa that I've had many lives. She's a live person. Everywhere she goes, she brings joy. If it was her, she would have said something. She would have shook her hair or give us a little moose here and there. But she's just lying down. But the real person has gone to be with the Lord. Our soul is what matters. Our soul is the most important thing. The real person inside you is your soul. That is what gets born again. That is what gives his life or The life to Christ is your soul. It's your soul that makes it to heaven or your soul that makes it to hell. Amen. Are you with me? But I want to share a few thoughts with you about what happens when you die. Many people say when I'm dead it's finished. It is not finished. It is not finished. What happens when you die? There's two destinations for us. The first thing is that there's a destination which is called heaven and there's a destination which is called hell. Amen. Jesus said a story in the Bible in Luke 16. It's a real story that Jesus talked about, about Lazarus and a rich man. And Lazarus was a poor man that served God. And the rich man, licentiously, the Bible says he was always clothed in purple and fine linen. But when they die, one day, the Bible says it's appointed unto one once to die. As for death, you will all go. we will all go. We just don't know when. We just don't know when, but God knows. That's why, whilst we live in this body, we must always prepare to meet our God. You must always prepare. We are in preparation every day, preparing to meet our Maker. And how are we preparing? That's when I she has done her best. But me and you, how are we preparing? How are we living our life in this life? Whether we'll make it to heaven or we we'll make it to hell. Amen. When you are in this life, heaven and hell are the two destinations that we have. The Bible says that when the Lazarus died, the poor man that served God, he went into Abraham's bosom, which is heaven. But when the rich man died, he went into hell. He went into what? Hell is a destination. Amen. And the second thing that I wanted to bring your thought, when you die, and you die in the Lord and you serve God to die the Bible says that the poor man was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. It's a beautiful thing your going is even beautiful. Your home going is beautiful you'll be carried by angels into Abraham's bosom maybe you didn't have anybody to suffer you around or to drive you around, it didn't matter but when you die as a Christian, when you die serving the Lord The Bible says that you'll be carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. Amen. But when it came to the rich man, demons carried him. Demons carried him. Demons carried him, they are evil spirits. Hell was not made by man to live there. It was made by the devil and his wicked demons and wicked people that are there. They are not happy to be there. And it's not a nice place to be. Amen. And I don't wish anybody to try to go there. Amen. Are you with me? The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 14, verse 9, it says, Hell from beneath is moved to meet thee. As for hell is down there. My pastor used to tell me always that when you die and you see that the elevator is going down, you must be worried. You must be worried when the elevator is going down, because the Bible says that when the rich man went to hell, in hell he lifted up his eyes, seeing Abraham afar off and Lazarus by him in heaven, he began to talk. It's way down there, amen. And it's not a beautiful thing down there. You may think that here you are living your life anyhow, but remember there's a destination, two destinations. Either you make it to heaven, or you make it to hell, amen. God is not only a rewarder, but He's also a recorder. God records our life, the way we have affected people's life, people that we have destroyed their life. God is recording all of them, and one day we will have to account for everything that we have done and every idea word that we have ever said. The Bible says we have to account for them, amen. those who go to hell will descend down and down and down beneath amen another thought i wanted to share with you when you die you discover that you have a spiritual body which is the inward man amen when you die that's why i was saying that that is not the Nanajwa that i've had testimonies about tributes being read about you know the real person it's inside of you it's your soul and that person is what goes to heaven or goes to hell amen and when you are there you will live like a real person that's what the Bible describes it as what well. the inner man the Bible says in Luke chapter 16 verse 24 he says and he cried and said father Abraham have mercy on me and sent Lazarus that he may dip his tongue In water his finger in water to cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame amen how can your soul be tormented if it's not a real person living how could he be tormented in hell he could see he lifted up his eye he could see he could feel the tests he could feel the agony and the pain that is going through that was happening there Do you understand what I'm saying? It's a real place. And we must take care of our soul when we live in this earth. Let your soul be the most important thing. It's not over. It's not not the way we think life is, it's not like that. There's eternity that is far beyond, far beyond. As we destroy people's life, there's eternity that is far beyond. And we must always prepare to meet your maker, amen the next thing I wanted to draw your attention to is that when you die, you find out that and you go to hell, you find out that you'll be in prison, in bondage, in agony for a very long time. You'll be in pain. It's not a nice place. It's not a place you can destroy anybody's life there. You can't advise anybody. You can't do anything to anybody there. There everybody is finding for themselves in agony and in pain the bible says in mark chapter 9 verse 43 and 44 it says and in in thy if thy hand offend thee cut it off for it is better for thee to enter into into life made than having two hands to go into hell if the fire into the fire that never what is quenched where the worm died not and the fire is not quenched. There's a place that even one cannot die. The worms can kill people. I am a pharmacist by the grace of God. But antibiotics don't work in hell. Hell, the Bible said the when died not, and the fire is not quenched. You can't quench the fire there. It's not a nice place that as we are living our life anyhow, not thinking about where we will go, Amos said, well, we must always prepare to meet your maker. It is a wise thing. Advice is good for wise people. Wisdom is good for wise people. When you are wise, you hear and you make a decision. When you are wise, you hear and you make changes to your life. When you are wise, you hear and you change your lifestyle. You change your lifestyle and live for God and live a life worth living that you prepare that one day when I die, I can be with the Lord and I'll be in a better place by the grace of God. Amen. You will think that there are difficulty in this life, but I tell you, hell is far worse than you think. That is why there are churches all over, empty. You invite people, they will not even come. Why is the pastor so zealous? Why is the pastor so trying to gather people? Because we think about eternity. We think about your soul. We care about your soul. We care about how you turn out. When you die, it even matters most to us. As the natural is gone, it's left to me and you. We can make a change to our life. We have opportunity to change our lifestyle. Amen. Are you with me? Do you understand what I'm saying with you? When you die and you go to hell, the everything that you request is a no. The answer is no here you can make changes here you can bluff a pastor. you can wriggle your way through life and still be forgiving but when you get to hell everything that you ask is no the rich man asked for water they dip your hand into water the answer was no but the said it's too far the distance is too far I can't help you he says you know what this place is not a nice place can you even send It allows us to go. You see, rich people have a way of instructing people. Wicked people in this life have a way of instructing people. Young children and people. Instructing them, bossing them around. Getting them to do things that are not worth living. But the answer was no. There are pastors there. There are churches there. There are preachers all over. They are sharing the word of God. If they will not listen to them. I will not send somebody. if I send Lazarus from dead to come, they will not even listen to him. People always have a way of laughing at pastors. As the young girls were singing, I was so touched, I said, what a beautiful thing, that they are standing there singing to support somebody that helped them start a church. The church he helped start has has have souls now entering. People still have a place to go in Yale. University to go and worship God. It's a beautiful thing. But me and you, what record do we have? When we die, what do people say about us? What have you done? What have you started? What have you done? What have you done with this life that was given to you? What have you done with it? What have you done with it? We have only a short time to live. you think Nanajwa knew she would go that quick, no. Full of energy, strength then one day God said it is done it is done me and you we don't know when the trumpet will sound when God will say it is over when God will say he's calling us home when God said this is your last breath what would we do what would we say what would we people say where will we go these are the things that concerns a pastor these are the things that concerns me as I'm sharing this thought with you that I came to encourage you that prepare To meet your Maker. Amen. Are you with me? When you die, you remember everything that happened on earth. You remember. You remember. You remember that one day a preacher came. I went to a funeral and a pastor came to you remember this day you remember lies that you have destroyed you remember all the lies that you have told that's why when you go and the books are open on the judgment day you can't lie when you place all the videos of your life will be played you cannot lie you remember everything that you have done you remember everything that you have done your life will be there there will be no question you don't need a lawyer because the evidence are clear the evidence will be very clear. Evidence will be very clear. You remember everything. You don't forget everything. You remember. Amen. Remember the time that you were invited to church that you never came. You remember. Oh, you remember. You remember. You remember all oh, the lies. Oh, Pastor. Oh, Lady Pastor. Oh, Apostle. Oh, yes. Oh, because of this. Oh, everything that you are saying, you. You remember you remember in hell you remember But the rich man remembered about his brothers remember that his brothers were not saved all of a sudden he never witnessed never went to church but on that day he remembered that my brothers are not saved you remember one day you like stories Quiet. one day a pastor had gone on evangelism, witnessing to souls, and trying to talk to the people to give their life to Christ. And he met this man, and he talked to the man. The man said, I will come, I will come. The pastor will send invitations. invitation, he never showed up. Many invitations went up, he never showed up. The pastor never gave up. Recently, I went to visit um, my brother, and I said, "It's been seven years since I've been preaching to you to come to God, come to church." It's been seven, he says, "Reverend, I will come." I said, it's been, "I just want to remind—how old is your daughter?" It's been seven years then since I've been talking to you about God. I am trying my best. So this pastor kept inviting this man every time he had a story. Every time. Then one day. The man decided to come and that day the church was full the choir sang so beautifully like our sister sang that i mean the place was packed the pastor came and preached a beautiful sermon and the man had come to church the pastor was so happy to see the man but the man never said a word. He didn't say anything. People were dancing. People were saying, preach on, pastor. It's a good word. I love this. It's beautiful. I love what you said. You are talking to me. They were giving the pastor encouragement as he said the word. But the man, the pastor was happy that the man had come, but the man never said a word. Do you know why he didn't say anything? Do you know why? Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why? Because that was the funeral. He was lying in the casket right there. And it was too late. He came, but came too late on the wrong day. He came, but on the wrong day. The pastor preached the man could not give his life to Christ. Could not do anything. The day he came was a wrong day. My brothers and my sisters, let's learn from all these. That our tomorrow is not guaranteed for us. Tomorrow is not guaranteed for us. Let's live like wise people. In this life, remembering that we have a maker, God somebody created you. somebody thought of you, somebody formed you. Even for you to be born it's a miracle. For you to be born it's a miracle that you have come into the world and don't live your life anyhow. Remember your maker. Remember your maker whilst you are here. Remember your maker whilst you are here. And I said to you that God does not forget. And even when you die in hell, you remember everything that has happened. Amen. All your sins you remember. All the good things you have done you remember. All the bad things you have done you remember. Nothing will escape you. Lies you have destroyed. There are people that are specialized in destroying lives. You are specialized. When they come in contact with your child, you are finished. That's why parents must risen up. And hold your child. And take your child to church. Hold your child. Because the soul of your child is very important. Because a soul is a soul and is precious to God. I say your soul is a soul and is precious to God. Your soul is precious to God. Don't allow anybody to destroy it anybody's life a child's life so vibrant look at her so vibrant energetic she could have become a pastor preaching using her energy and her strength to do a lot to bring people to christ but god has called her home but you and i have a chance to do more for god amen to do more for god amen because you remember everything when you die you remember the rich man remembered Lazarus You remember Elazarus used to go to church even though he was broke. You remember Elazarus didn't have anything but he did. He would go to st- Bible st- He remembered everything. He said, "Send Elazarus, but it was too late. It was too late. There was no sending from hell. Amen. Are you with me? If there's no sending from there, the sending can be done now. The preaching can be done now. The changing of heart can be done now. Everything can be done now. We can change our life now. We can make our life mean something now. We can give it to God now and prepare to meet our maker now. It doesn't matter whether you are rich or poor. To be in heaven is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Jesus said, if you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you but I go to prepare a place for you and when I go where I go when I where I go I am going to prepare when I go I will come again and I'll take you with me and where I am you shall be with me also that is a comfort that is why I am a preacher that is why I serve God that is why I am a Christian not that I'm an idiot no no I don't know what life is not that I don't know anything but God has been good to me and God has blessed me with life and I cherish that life and I want to hold on. The Bible says we should hold on to our hold fast on to our salvation with fear and trembling, not letting anybody trample over our soul. Because your soul is important. Your soul is precious to God. Your soul is precious to God. I say your soul is what precious to God. Amen. Are you with me? Yeah. It is precious to God. It's a precious thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a lovely thing to serve the Lord all your life. Regardless of every accolade you have on earth, the most important accolade I have is a preacher. That I'm a servant of God. That I'm a Christian. That's the most important thing to me. It matters more than anything. I work in a hospital. I see the young come, and sometimes they don't go home. I see the old come, and they don't go. Sometimes new nature, so every age I see, and it has made me humble. Each time I'm walking about and I see them being rolled, my question is, Jesus, where did this person go? Where is this person going? What is the final destination of this person? Where is the final destination of this person? Is he going to make it to heaven, or is he going to hell? Did he have a preacher? Did the person hear the gospel before they die? important it doesn't matter your color it doesn't matter your accent it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter who you are the Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die and after this the judgment amen I say it is appointed unto man once to die and after this the judgment one day as I'm ending I'm ending with this scripture in mind in Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27. The Bible says that it is appointed unto man once to die and after this the judgment. One day many years ago a man went to the cemetery and was walking and as he was walking in the cemetery you know the tombstone the epitaph. they always write things on it. Blessed are there that die in the Lord from henceforth but they are where to follow them Rest in peace. Have you seen those things? So he was walking in the cemetery, walking and reading them, and reading them, and reading them. And as he was going around, he saw one, and then it is written on it, the tombstone, I was once like you, and you will soon be like me. I was once like you, and you will soon be like me. And he took a pause. See, what is this saying? I was I once had a husband. I was once a vibrant young lady. I was once a church goer. I was once invited. I was once invited, but now I am in this ground. Now I have people lying on my left, on my right, which I never met on earth. I don't know them from anywhere, but they are lying on my left, on my right. I was once like you. And you will soon be like me. I was once like you. Once I used to sit on dinner table with my family and children sitting by me. Once. Once I was invited and I never responded. Once a pastor invited me to give my life to Christ. I never listened. You will soon be like me. As what dying, will all die. But how would you die? And how would you go? You will soon be like me once i thought i had it all together i thought i was all that i was once like you and you will soon be like me that's what my society say that very soon you will be like me you one to be like me you will soon be like me i was once like you i was once like you very vibrant but when you get there what would you say what would you say as for that it's a buffet that we all meet but when the time comes when the time comes and you are called what would you say say i was once like you once so beautiful once so handsome once walking around thinking all that thinking i've arrived thinking i have it all together and you have answers to every question everybody you will not listen to any i was once like you but now my family has brought me here, dug a hole, put me in a box, put me down there, forgotten about me, and went home. To my left, the people lying down I've never met them on Earth. But they are like my permanent enemies here in the cemetery. First, you think about this story. Think about this, that you will soon be there. And when you will get there, what will be said of you? And where would you be going? Where would you be going? What will be your final destination? Where will be your final destination? So my advice to you as I'm ending is that prepare to meet your God. Prepare to meet your God. Our life is in preparation. Every day, I think like a dying man. As I was coming, I told my wife, I love you because I don't know whether as I'm going, I will come back again and see you. But if I don't remember that I love you, I love you. I know that life is not guaranteed. Tomorrow, if you hear that I'm not there, just thank God, thank God, I love you, you know? But you think that you live your life like tomorrow is guaranteed, like you own tomorrow, like you are sure that you will live tomorrow. You think that you just came from the doctor's office so you have a license to live anyhow. It is not like that. God one day told a rich fool that said, I'll build myself bands. I have this, I have that, I have this, I have that. He said, You stupid to fool, today your soul will be required of thee. Your soul will be required of thee. God owes our soul. He can collect his bread anytime. Anytime he wants, he can collect it. But when he collects it, would you be ready to meet him? Would you are you ready to meet him? That is why I'm standing here today. That's why I'm standing here today. That prepared to meet your Maker. Make a change, and I want to invite you to give your life to Christ. Ask what that you can do. Whilst we are here on earth, the answers are yes, yes, yes. God still shows mercy. God is still willing to touch hearts. God is still willing to receive people into His kingdom. God is still sending preachers there to continue to encourage people. To serve God and do their best for God. Because hell, I did not create hell for mankind. I did not create hell for mankind. And I tell you, just by saying a simple prayer, regardless of what you think you have done, the Bible says, for God so, so, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, whosoever, it doesn't matter your record, it doesn't matter what you have done and what you have not done, you think that you haven't done anything. You are so perfect. But I would say, I was perfect. You see, you, 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 <laughs> you say, your good deeds are like filthy rags in the face of God. What do you think is a good deed? is filthy rags in the face of God. But we have a chance. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, whosoever means whosoever. It doesn't matter what you have done. Whosoever will believe in him. Will not perish but have everlasting life for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through Him might be saved I did not come to condemn you I came that you give your life to Christ I came to preach Christ to you I came to present Christ to you and I lift up my hand and say come Jesus is always calling people He's always calling people. He's always inviting people that come unto me. Come unto me. Come unto me. Come unto me. With all eyes closed, I'm just inviting you. I want to invite you to give your life to Christ. Maybe you have been with God before, but you are backsliding. Maybe you have stopped doing the things that you used to do. Maybe you have stopped going to church. We have stopped serving God. You are the one I'm talking to. Maybe you don't do things right. You are the one I'm talking. You are not sure if you die today or not. Whether you make it to heaven or hell. You are the one I'm talking to. I want to give you opportunity to give your life to Christ. For the Bible says, is appointed unto man once to die. And after this, the judgment. With all eyes closed. If there's anybody like that here, please say this simple prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. I am a sinner and I repent of my sins and I ask you to come into my heart. Please forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me, wash me with the precious blood of Jesus. I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose again on the third day for my sake. I receive him into my heart as my Lord and my personal Savior. Please write my name. In the Lamb Book of Life. From this day forward, I will serve you. I will follow you for the rest of my life. Thank you, Lord, for hearing my prayer. And thank you for the gift of salvation. If you said this prayer for the first time, I want to assure you that God has forgiven you. God has forgiven you. And you are a child of God and find a good church to go and serve the Lord. So he comes, until he comes. Keep serving God until he comes. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that has come to us. Thank you. Bless us and keep us. As we mourn our sister and as we have all come here, we have still heard your word. It's a blessing always when the Bible is open and the Word of God is preached. We thank you. Bless all of us and keep us. Help us to number our days that we may apply wisdom, that we may apply wisdom unto life. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. At this time, I would like to pray for the family if it's okay. So please, if they can come forward or they can stand on their feet, I would like to just share a word of prayer over them. Father we want to thank you for the life of this beautiful family. We commit Mama Larita and the children and the extended family and Mr. Isando in Ghana. We commit all of them into the hands of God. I pray that Lord keep them. Father protect them. Cause angels to watch over them. Take care of the siblings Lord of Nana Joa. Take care of the mother and take care of the father. Take care of the aunties and the uncles Lord. Father, comfort them with the comfort from the Holy Spirit. We pray that Lord, you guide them. I cancel any untimely death in this family again in Jesus' name. I cancel any untimely death in Jesus' name, and I release your blessings upon them. Father, bless them and keep them, Lord. Bring smiles onto the sibling's life again. Bring smiles onto, aunt, I mean, Mama Lorita's face again. Bring smiles onto our, I mean, the father, Mr. Sandoz's face again. Wherever he is, Lord, I pray, Lord, keep them and protect them. Cover them and form a hedge around them. I pray for the blessings of God to remain with them. Watch over them, Lord, and sustain them. Bless them and keep them. And may they serve God. May the God of Abraham. And God of Jacob And God of Isaac May he be their God May he serve them May may they give their life to Christ And serve you to the end And one day we shall meet Nanajwa again We thank you for the blessing of life And we thank you for what you have done And what you continue to do In Jesus mighty name we pray With thanksgiving, Amen Amen. God bless you, Amen At this time I think I'm going to hand over to reverend george thank you very much reverend justice amen at this time we gonna make our way to the cemetery east center street so um if we are ready let's be on our feet we're gonna file out let us pray father we thank you for a wonderful time with you as we journey to the cemetery let your holy angels go before us to give our sister peace that she will rest in peace and in your perfect peace in jesus name amen so the casket will go and the officiating ministers definitely first and officiating ministers will follow they're gonna usher us as we go in order how we are going to drive out so please Let us drive safely. Amen.